during Hurricane Michael, people did not have coverage for wind-driven rain. And wind-driven rain and flooding is different, even though everything's still wet. I had rain that was pushed through my windows that it came around the windows. It didn't break the window. But I had piles of sand and water in my house, and my windows were still intact. I like to work. I like to help people. So helping people is, I, I, I live for that because before I got into real estate, I was actually a massage therapist. I know it's a big jump from one career to another, but I did that for 14 years. And just helping people was, it was great, a great feeling. Hello, and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend, April Davis, coming to us out of Panama City, Florida. April, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being on today. Um, tell me about your real estate journey. How long have you been an agent? So I began beginning of 2018, and... Um, that was when Michael hit, of course, um, at the end of 2018. So that was an interesting year. <laughs> so, um, it was challenging. For real estate. Yes. Yeah, I bet it was challenging. Yes, it was very learned a lot though. So can you share a little bit with us uh, about that and what some of the challenges or obstacles were that you overcame as you sure. were getting started in your real estate career? Of course. So like I said, I, I, I received my license in February of 2018. So um, I hit the ground running. You know, I had been working for quite a few months and then finally got my first contract. And then I had a couple of closings before Hurricane Michael hit. And uh, Hurricane Michael hit in September of 2018. And um, nobody expected it to be as wild as it was. And they ended up being a Cat 5 hurricane. And um, I remember watching it from uh, my husband is retired Air Force and but he was still working for them at the time and he actually had to work the storm. So all the military base here had to um, evacuate and deploy. So the families went with them. And I remember sitting at the hotel. We were out watching everything unfold on the news. And I just um among having the fear of my house is gone i've lost everything i hope everyone's safe um you know it's always also going through my head was i no longer have a job I, I, my career's over you know so that was a gut punch to say the least um because i had put a lot into it you know and really it was a passion you know and um believe it or not uh, my career got stronger because there were so many people um, homeless. And so, and then they began doing the Hurricane Michael loans where people could get into a home for, um, it was 100% financing. And, you know, it things started to unfold and it was um, a blessing in some ways and, um, you know, it was awful in others. So it was definitely challenging. So, and, and we still have things that are challenging in the real estate world because of that. Um, our resales, you know, people coming in buying the resales are worried that the house was 
underwater or you know had severe damage and the biggest thing here in florida is a mold problem you know you you have to be careful and so there's a lot to it but it was uh it definitely broke me in so how did you learn the steps to take and what to do to move through that like how did you learn about um, you know, sourcing and finding homes that were readily available. How did you learn about how to get somebody into one of these loans? These, I don't know if it was an emergency loan. I don't know how those work. How did you learn those steps? What did that look like? So when you get into real estate, you know, one of the biggest things that you should do is find a lender, find a title company or an attorney, depending on what state you're in, you know, those resources to, work with, work closely with, find the ones that are actually dependable, that communicate, that are there for you and have those on your other things arise. You come together as a community and you work together. So the lenders that I I was working with, luckily, you know, they heard about the the bond loans, the, all the different things that were out there. And of course, immediately started sending them out to their agents. Um, And then I befriended a um, a gentleman that was working for an attorney's group that specializes in um, litigation. And, you know, he had been through so many storms. My husband has worked storms all around the world on a military side of it. So I kind of knew what was coming in after the storm as far as um, cleanup and such. So whenever I heard about the uh, Hurricane Michael loan. It's a. It was an FHA loan, hundred percent financing. You had to meet certain requirements. Your your home that you owned or the rental that you were in had to be unlivable, and you had to show proof. So you had to get a statement from FEMA or um, or the homeowner if you were renting. You know something of that sort stating that not livable. You know you can't live there, and um, and. The credit rating on it was, I believe it was a little more forgiving just because of the circumstances. And it just, uh, I put quite a few people in a home, first time home buyers that never thought they'd be a homeowner that had lost everything. I had quite a few people that, I mean, literally they had maybe a truckload of items, clothes, such like that, um, furniture, anything. So it was, it was nice. It was a great feeling to be able to help someone have a home, not just a roof over their head, but a home, you know, and our state had, was really good. Our county was really good about putting out um, information about different things. Of course, I'm a very big communicator. So I reach out to everyone and say, Hey, what do you have going on? You know, what have you heard? Is what's going on over here? You know, what can we do for these people? You know, we had a curfew, so we couldn't stay here. Um, when I came back, I had to come back and rip out my carpet. And it was disgusting. I bet. <laughs> um, so we were allowed in for a certain amount of time. And then we had to leave the area by, oh gosh, I can't remember. I want to say it was like 9 p.m., something like that. And um, so I was staying what should be an hour and a half away. And it w- ended up being a three-hour trip each way. Traffic was so bad, but every time I would come in, I would bring supplies. I would go to different areas, Walmarts, Ace Hardwares, and I would find 
solar showers, I would find um, baby wipes because we had no water here. Nobody, the people that were staying here, they couldn't bathe. They couldn't, um, you know, so I would bring supplies. I would bring water, solar showers. If I could find like fresh fruit and stuff for people like with children and, you know, anything I could bring. So every time I would do that, I would meet new people. And you just learn, just talk to people. Communication is the key, you know, I believe it's the key to everything, but you know, you really learn a lot about people and what they need. April, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, thank you for being who you are and making those both sacrifices and contributions. Um, that's well, huge in our community, right? Especially in times of emergency and disaster and relief. Correct. Yes. And, you know, I, you can talk to previous customers of mine and I'll tell them, you know, same way I see real estate, you treat others how you would want to be treated. You know, I would want someone to do that for me. Yeah. Right. Pay it forward. Mm -hmm. What was the timeline on that for you for when the time that the damage had been done with Hurricane Michael to you going back and forth and getting people in homes, getting yourself back in a home and stable? What was that timeline? Um, I was out of my home for a little over a month, I think. And when we came back, it was still, um, we still had issues, but it was livable. So, I mean, our living room and bedroom, you know, we were down to the studs, but we could live here. We had concrete floors, but we could live here. <laughs> and we have power and water. So, um, now there are people that are still living in campers we still have issues, you know, and this was from 2018. Now, unfortunately, there was a very large um, percent of our community um, that did not have homeowners insurance. And that's been a huge thing because one thing I found was the, the older community, the, um, the seniors, they're on a fixed income and they were forced to make the decision of, you know, their house is paid for. They're not required to carry insurance. So to save that money for other things like their medications and such, they took, they got rid of their homeowner's insurance. And it's, it's very sad because on one hand, I understand why they did it um, because my mother's on a fixed income, but here we go. Now they're, you know, homeless and I, my heart goes out to them but yeah, there's there's nothing that they can do no and you know we had um programs around and people that would come around and donate their time and um uh, laborers and then we had some that were trying to take advantage of people and a lot did but still i mean there's only so much you can do to some homes so it's um there's homes that are still sitting boarded up because nothing's happening. The, the first hurricane loan that they had lasted about a year and then they got they went away with it because there was actually a, um, a grant given with a certain amount of funds. I can't remember the total right now, but once those funds ran out, then it was done. And then it was probably six, seven months later, they came out with another one. And I believe the second one portion of the funds that were given towards um, closing costs had to be repaid 
if you sold within a certain amount of time. So the first one was 100% forgiven. Second one was not. And that's important to talk with your lenders and, and help educate your customers on this because they're going in in the dark, basically. Um, you have to remember that, that your customers don't do this on a daily basis and you have to hold their hand through it. And some people, and I know this may sound bad, but some people, you have to color them a picture. I mean, <laughs> because they really don't understand and it's speaking Greek to them. So you, you really have to go into detail and, and explain it step by step. I think you have a lot to offer other agents and professionals, specifically in hurricane risk communities or at-risk communities right. or hurricanes. What are three things that you would urge you know, real estate agents, mortgage lenders, insurance agents to share with their clients? You, know, you use the term, you have to color people a picture. And I think that's true because mm -hmm. nobody reads the fine print. Right. You know, if they're looking for a mortgage, they want to know how much house can they buy? What do they need to put down? When can they close? And what do they need to do to get it approved? Right. So right. what are the three things that you would really push for education to clients to ensure a, a safe transaction, let's call it, right? No mm -hmm. surprises, full transparency. Here's what your expectations are. So three things. <laughs> Number one get out and talk to people, um, find out their needs because, you know, another thing you have to contend with, with hurricanes and natural disasters are people's income, their jobs, what's happening with their jobs. Are they going to be able to keep their job? Are they going to be transferred? Are they going to be able to work from home? Um, there's, there's a lot to play in that because, you know, when you go to apply for a loan, of course, they're going to want to know about your job. The biggest thing I think is to get the information about current grants coming out. Sometimes it's on a state level, it's on a federal level. Um, you just have to communicate with your lenders and find out. And of course, you know, do your own research, Google, see what you can find out. You know, I'm a firm believer that if you wait on someone else all the time, you're not going to find the information you need. Um, so, talk with your lenders and get the information from them. Another big key to that is when you tell your customers to apply for a loan, just as you would on a regular day, they can apply with multiple lenders to compare. And everyone thinks, okay, let's compare that interest rate. True. But you need to compare your fees too. Compare your fee, get a cost worksheet from each lender, break it down line by line and see where your money's going. Um, and see if they're going to require any part of that to be uh, repaid. Just as a, a VA loan, uh, the VA funding fee, it can be different with different lenders. It's not a set fee. Some people waive it for the um, vets. Um, some people gouge them. <laughs> so it, it's just important to, to do that research. And if you can't do it, if you're overwhelmed, Ask a family member that has purchased before to sit down with you and help you or a friend, you know. Another thing that we learned when you are helping your customer through their contract and they have to shop for homeowner's insurance. One thing, unfortunately, we learned was during Hurricane Michael, people did not have coverage for wind-driven rain. And wind-driven rain and flooding 
is different, even though everything's still wet. Um, I had rain that was pushed through my windows that it came around the windows. It didn't break the window, but I had piles of sand and water in my house and my windows were still intact. So they didn't have coverage for that wind driven rain. And also your cost of living. So I was out of my home for a month. Um, my mother just got back in her home four months ago. So you need to, if they're giving you $10,000 for extended living pur purposes, which that is supposed to cover your clothing, if you need clothing, your place to live, you know, you need to up that amount, you know, help your customers with that. Find out what you're going to need for your area. Um, you know, it doesn't have food coverage, you know, or if you lose all of your food, is it going to cover your food? Uh, the strangest things I found out, um, some companies, if you have a fence, they won't cover your fence unless it was attached to your home by a certain bracket. It is the craziest things. Because who who really sits down and reads their homeowner's insurance policy when they get a home yeah, from right. front to back? Yeah, some light I mean, reading. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll put me into a coma, you know? <laughs> so, um, but it is so important to do so. Another thing is... Like I said, I befriended a gentleman that worked for a litigation group. I had home inspectors that um, I worked with as well. We got together and we held about five, I want to say five, um, community meetings where we opened it up to the public and we sat as a panel and we invited the public to come and for free and listen to things that we had to say to educate them, but also ask questions. So we had an attorney on the panel, myself as a realtor, and then we would have a lender, a um, home inspector, a, you know, different people. And you could ask questions because this is, there's so many questions. I mean, you don't even think about until it's time, unfortunately. So um, it's communication. So that, that panel is incredible. I mean, that's a great idea for two reasons. Um, number one, the education and taking care right. of the consumers and your clients. But number two, community, um, both yes. as branding yourself as an agent, right, to be honest, and marketing, but also building that external team you have as a real estate agent. Is that something that you still do today? Do you still do oh, those educational definitely. panels? Well, okay. So the group that I was doing the educational panels with, they're they're moving around because now they're working with the other natural disasters that are happening. Okay. And of course, you know, I support them, but I can't support them in that area. Right. Um, now I will help them. I'll say, hey, I know so-and-so over there, you know, give them a call, you know, that realtor or that title company, you know, I, I'll vouch for them, you know. I have done live Facebook events uh, where it's just myself and a lender where people can come in and ask questions. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the hurricane, but it, it's important to open that up for people to have questions. Even if they're not going to purchase or sell in the next six months, it gives them an idea of what to look for. This is incredible. Super powerful. Thank you for sharing all of this. Of course. What gets you up in the morning? What, what, what motivates you to... Get you're assuming I sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. That's making a big assumption. I'm sorry. I should ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a bit of insomnia. Um, okay. It's a problem. 
I, I'll schedule text messages and emails to go out the following morning. And sometimes I'll forget and I'll send them at 3 a.m. And people will call me. What are you doing up? Well, <laughs> so in the mornings, um, you know, I, um, I'll just be perfectly honest with you. I, I have a bit of anxiety. So I have to, I'm always worried that something's not going to get done. You know, I have a daughter in high school. And my husband is retired Air Force and he um, tinkers around a little bit, does some handyman stuff, um, but nothing major. And I have an Airbnb that I offer to my customers when they're between homes. So I've always got something going. And when I wake up, it's like, what's on my list? I need my list, you know? So um, I just, I'm don't like to leave things to last minute. So I like to work. I like to help people. So helping people is, I don't know. I I, I live for that because before I got into real estate, I was actually a massage therapist. I know it's a big jump from one career to another, but I did that for 14 years. And I worked with the same chiropractor for 14 years and just helping people was, it was great, a great feeling, you know, and even though I'm in sales, yes, I'm in sales and I do make money. I, um, I, I do enjoy helping people to get that look on someone's face. That's never purchased a home and they come in and they, you can tell when somebody finds their home, you know, it's like a light goes off and they yep, start yep. glowing, you know, And when people bring their children in that have never lived in their own home. And I had this one little girl that was probably 10 and she just, it reminded me of my daughter when she was little and she was so excited about her own room. So excited. And it's just things like that. that just warm my heart. You know, I'm just so happy that I could help them through that process. It's ultimately them to do it. They work hard. It's their money but I helped them and guided them through it. So it sounds like your clients, your customers help you manage your anxiety. Is that a true statement? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. That's great. I love that. What's your, for our audience listening here, if Mm -hmm. we have new agents, newer agents, seasoned agents, a lot of real estate professionals and, you know, different categories, what would you like to contribute as a real estate professional to your peers? Okay, so if you're first, if you're new to real estate and you're currently looking for a brokerage to hang your license or if you're freshly with a brokerage, it's important to find one you and offer you a mentor. I believe that a lot of brokerages will put people in a desk and there you go, you're done. You take a test, you pass your test. That's nothing compared to what you're doing out in the real world. That's why I'm here. Yes, I felt like I needed a law degree after I passed my test, and um, I still do, but um, I'm still waiting on it to come in the mail. Um, (laughs) So, but it's important for somebody that has been in the business to guide you and, you know, tell you about their experiences so it can help you through yours. Um, mistakes that they made, um, things to look out for, 
even ways to write a contract. You know, the way you word things in a contract is important. So that and communication with other realtors. So if you're, if you have a buyer and you're working with a listing agent, you need to communicate with that other agent all the time. Um, don't assume, never assume. So I could go on and on, but I want, I'll, I'll stop there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think, um, that's the point that I'll take and run with a little bit is never assume. I think that's brilliant mm-hmm. um, because people don't do what you do. They won't necessarily do what you do. They're not right. going to communicate like you do. They're not going to follow up. Don't assume. I think that's huge. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and sometimes you'll get in a deal with another agent that's new and you can tell they're new. You know, if, if they need help, help them, right. you know, don't, don't let them it suffer. doesn't have to be a cutthroat business, <laughs> right? You know, we're in it put, for the put your sword goal. down. Yeah. Right. Put your sword down. <laughs> Let's just have a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Let's but, get um, the deal done for the clients, right? right? Exactly. That's what it's about. Get the house sold, get the house bought and move on to the next one. Yes. I agree. I love that. April, this has been amazing. Um, seriously, thank you so much for sharing. Maybe we went uh, a little deeper than expected, but- I know, I I'm sorry. That. No, do not apologize. Seriously, you have no idea how much value you just added for everybody out there. I think it's Good. huge. And where can somebody find you if they want to get in touch with you? Um, phone number, website, Instagram, Facebook, What? where do you want to be found? Um, well, I have it all. <laughs> so um, my website is www.pcbfl1.com. So Panama City Beach, Florida, one.com. Um, then I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram page. Um, and all that's linked to my website. So you can find that on my website. You can call me, text me, email me, smoke signal, you know, whatever you need to do. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Give me that website one more time. All right. So my website is www.pcb1fl.com. So www.pcb1fl.com. That's perfect. I think I'm going to look up uh, realestaterescue.com and see if that's available for you. That that seems pretty fitting. Oh my goodness. Well, um, and also if, if people go to my Facebook page and go to my videos, the panels that we did after Hurricane Michael are there. So we, oh, we went live great. with them as well. And uh, I saved them and then posted them later on so people could go back and look that couldn't make the event. Okay, so on Facebook, can we just search uh, April Davis Realtor Florida or something like that? Yes, maybe and see yes. It's come up? April Davis MRP Realtor, Military okay. Relocation Professional. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. April, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Right, Glad to be care. here. Talk to you, you soon. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.